0: Welcome back to Crew 3. We're back a little bit of a week early, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about with Theros spoilers. So let's get into it. I'm your host, as always, Ruckman, with me, once again, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Hope you had a good New Year's, a good Christmas. Hey, doing good.
1: Oh yeah, ready to get 2020 rolling with Pioneer.
0: Let's do it. Let's talk about some stuff. Alright, so usually we start the show off talking about the last PTQ's last big event results. Obviously, we we haven't had any We're on a few weeks off here I don't think the Magic Online PTQ schedule has just been posted quite yet, uh, but looking ahead, let's talk about some big, big event dates coming up for you guys on the Magic Player Fest, the Magic Fest Circus, circuit, formerly the GP circuit. Obviously, next weekend, we have GP Austin, or Magic Fest Austin. Ricky, I know you're going to be there, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to play all the Pioneer.
0: Yeah. Main event there is Modern, uh, but of course, as always, they run pretty much a Pioneer PTQ every day. Uh, So any of your your Magic Fests near you coming up are going to have Pioneer PTQs going on. Actual Pioneer main events, though, we have in Europe on January 30th through February 2nd in Brussels is Pioneer. Also that weekend, 31st through 2nd in Nagoya, Japan, Pioneer. February 6th through the 9th, Magic Fest Phoenix with the Pioneer main event. And then lastly, March 27th through the 29th, Magic Fest Louisville is going to be Pioneer. And kicking us over to the Star City Circuit, where, again, they have a Cl- Pioneer Classic there every, uh, every sort of SCG weekend, I guess you want to call it. Uh, they currently have two Pioneer main events posted on their schedule, uh, which is Indianapolis, February 22nd and 23rd, and Baltimore, Maryland, March 14th through March 15th. So keep an eye out for those big events going on near you. If they're not a main event, Pioneer, they're going to have a PTQ or some sort of side event going on. So go check it out. Even the Pioneer main events of the opens do have Pioneer classics going on. So something to think about. And of course the weekend after Magic Fest Austin, guys, uh, is gonna be packed south. All three of us are gonna happily be there. Ricky's got some stuff going on one day. Chris now will be there all three days for sure. I think Ricky you're gonna be kicking around regardless, just you got some other personal stuff going on that third that Saturday. Oh yeah. So we got uh, we're gonna be playing some Theros pre-release, playing some Pioneer sort of having fun of the event. So we're hopefully uh, going to, I think Chris is time to make some video stuff, and uh, we'll <coughs> gonna have, try and get uh, some recording going on, working okay. on that right now. We're going to have a little bit of a teaser towards the end here for what one of those recordings I think is going to be, I think you guys are going to have some fun with that one. So guys, let's start off, you know, the last couple of weeks, you guys play some Pioneer?
1: Well, I always play Pioneer on Sunday.
0: Okay, how'd that go for you?
1: Um, I went 3-1, it was a shorter crowd, normally it's five rounds, but I went 3-1, got third, um, lost to Black White Vampires.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: I was playing Phoenix, um, and I think I'm gonna put some fiery impulses in the deck because uh, I just he just had a triple aether the aetherborn the two three yeah <laughs> gifted aetherborn he had that in game three and I just had a handful of shocks that just lined up really poorly against the 2 threes. Are you
2: putting? Are you gonna put fiery temper in the deck, the madness one or the other one?
1: Uh no the the one mana. Instant, two damage to a creature, spell mastery three damage to a creature. Okay, gotcha. That's interesting. I don't know. I've never liked Temper in the deck.
2: Yeah. I hear you, me neither.
1: And I'm running two Magma Spray right now in the main and I think I'm the time of Magma Spray is over. Blood Champion is less of a problem, so mm-hmm. I think it's fine to just go to the impulse so I can still have turn one answers to Llanowar Elf and stuff like that. And then also it's a more relevant answer to some of the mid range cards.
0: That's a pretty fair assumption. I definitely like that. Uh, anything else, or is that it?
1: Well, that's all the Pioneer I played. All right, Chris,
0: how about you?
2: I didn't get to play. <clears throat> Last week's we've been doing uh, holiday stuff, so... Sure, sure. Next couple of weeks, if not this upcoming week, then I'm going to play a lot at PAX. I do want to prepare a little bit, because I have been playing seriously enough that like I, I think I have a chance in local events. Um, so I think things like packs and stuff like that, I, would, I, would, I have a chance to do well at. So I definitely want to get some practice in, but nothing for me.
0: Yeah, speaking of packs, real fast, they I don't think they... Let me double-check, but I've been been—I've been trying to keep up, and I don't think they've posted a full schedule yet, but I think they do are going to have Pioneer PTQs. They're definitely going to be running PTQs, uh, and there's going to be just events throughout the whole day. Uh, so I think they're going to be sort of ODEs, but I'm going to try and hopefully jam as many of the... If there's at least a PTQ, try and jump into that, right? And actually, guys, guess what? For once, if you guys follow us on Twitter, you'd already know this, at Crew3Pod, at Twitter and Instagram. I finally got to go play in a full Pioneer event. Wow, what? good for you. Not, not just one. Hold on now. I Wait a minute. Play, I got to play in two. Two? Yeah, I got to play in one last night on Wednesday. Look at that. Wow. I'm trying to trying to make up for lost times. So uh-huh. to start us off, uh, the first one I played last Saturday, I'll be going back to that store uh, tomorrow, actually, uh, didn't actually roll up with Blue Light Control. I think I found my new love in life. In Mono Green Devotion, hmm. uh, went undefeated just three rounds, uh, just a quick little eight-man Swiss there. Uh, I went up against—it's a pretty mid-range heavy store, it looks like. Uh, so I'm going to try and keep that in mind whenever I decide to take what we're so trying to pick what to take up there, right? I played against sort of Green Red Monsters, I would say I'd call the deck. Like it was running Glory Bringers, Questing Beasts. You know, those four power creatures, like, four mana or up, into, like, Kiora from War of the Spark. What is that? Benthic Master?
1: The draw card when you cast something that costs four or more?
0: Yeah. Power four or more, I believe.
1: That card's not bad.
0: Yeah, no. It's pretty good. Uh, But I'm playing Great Henge in my deck list, and I think that card's a little better.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, a pretty good
0: card. uh, (laughs) I I posted the picture of the deck list, but I didn't post the picture of what I sent you guys with that sweet turn three play of... This is why the the deck list I'm playing is a lot more aggro-based. Because you're playing Steel Leaf Champion, you're playing Lovestruck Beast. Honestly, I think the worst card in the deck is probably Jade Light Ranger. But you just kind of have to play it to help dig for your Nykthoses. Sure. Um, but the ideal curve is Dork into Steel Leaf Champion or Lovestruck Beast hit 5 power. So turn 3, you can drop Henge with 3 mana and a Mana Dork. And then after that, I just don't think your opponent's going to be able to come back and win. So I had a turn 3 where I got to go... Forest elf turn to forest or turn to off the forest. Of the elf play a burning Tree Emissary, play a Nykthos, activate Nykthos off the burning Tree Emissary mana to get three devotion to green to play a Steel Leaf champion, and then turn out to untap play the great henge, and it was just kind of game over from there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the decklist also I it relies a little less on a walking blista. It's only pl- I'm only playing two with one in on the sideboard. Uh, but we're sort of all in on Voracious Hydra, and I, you know, I just think the deck is gas. If I'm going right. to play a mid range creature deck list, this is probably the deck I'm going to play. The other deck list I got to play, though, I played the, the Gruul aggro deck list. I played the Collective Company variant that's running just all your three drops with Legion War Boss, Rabble Master. I went 2 1 with the deck. I ran against. I lost, actually, to Harden Scales. The dude just had some crazy draws, and just got out of hand real fast. Right, um, the Golgari and, build
1: or the like artifact build.
0: The Golgari build. Uh, he just had like turns where he just got to go like just double harden the scales with the Winding constructor out and just dropping a Nissa and it was just pretty much game over from there, right? Like it doesn't matter what variant mm. he was playing at that point. Yeah, uh, but overall, I, like I, I think like I, again, I don't think I'm trying like comparing the decklist to having played Devotion last week. They're not the same deck, obviously, but I just think that Devotion is doing a similar thing, but just better. Maybe not similar is the wrong thing, but I mean, they're just playing just the creature beatdown strategy. I mean, Like, when it gets to go off, when you get to just double Rabble Master and Embercleave someone, like, it feels great, but when your Embercleave, when your Cocos are just finding you two mana dorks, it feels really bad. Or, like, your Cocos bury your two Domries in the bottom of your library, right? Mm-hmm. It just feels really rough. I think tomorrow I'm gonna go play the uh, the counter variant with Pelt Collector, uh, Experiment One, that type of strategy. I think I'm gonna go try that tomorrow. And we're gonna see where I go from there. I kind of I'm at a point where I've got a good enough collection of Pioneer staples built up that at least for the foreseeable future, I kind of want to play a different 75 every week just to just explore the format a lot.
2: I think it's a great idea. I mean, you you've been showing us all the cards you've been getting, and you haven't been able to play for a while, so just
0: play yeah, every was... green deck in the format. Pretty Sorry. much. I just need to go pick up some Tireless Trackers and two more Ugans. That I have that Moniker Ramp deck built, which I like a lot. So I mean, think of, talking about decks we like a lot, let's go take a look at these uh, these le- this league, huh? Yeah. Who wants to start us off with the deck list? Ricky should. I've
1: got this uh, Zombies deck. Okay. Man, I just keep eyeing this deck. Uh, I love my Dredgeless Dredge deck um, to death. <clears throat> I keep looking to improve it. I, I want to play the best Graveyard deck in the format. And I keep looking at this deck, and it just looks so sweet. I'm probably going to pick it up. It costs all of, like, three Lilianas and four Cryptbreakers, in my opinion. hmm mm-hmm. This list is playing, like, four Cryptbreaker, two Foulmire Knight, three Slitherhead, which is I think eight.
0: Slitherhead's th- Slitherhead feels like a new include, I feel like.
1: It is. It, it has scavenged zero. So sometimes if <laughs> you just need an extra point of damage on the attack you can just scavenge your Slitherhead instead of leaving it in the yard. Of course, you've got like Lazatep Reaver, Corpse Knight, and Wayward Servant are, of course, how you're going to win the game with a big rally. But this list is also playing Dark Salvation and Liliana to really just capitalize the fact that we're playing all zombies. Yeah. The Diagraph colosses are huge. Moving them down to two, I think, is fine because they get a little clunky. My only thing about this list is that the, he's playing all of the Black White Lands, for his white spells, but he mm-hmm. doesn't play any white cards in his board. And I do think, like, a cam ball or something like that could be helpful. He's also playing Never to Return, which might be super hot. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's certainly a good one.
1: Now, there's a lot of cards that you want not in people's graveyards, so return is not bad. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> we've been talking about that. It just feels like this is a format where, as much as you and I love the graveyard decks, it feels like the graveyard hate are better is better than the graveyard decks. Like, you have graveyard hate that's used in, like, every format. Where you have graveyard cards and decks that like, you know, don't make the cut in Pioneer. So
1: Right. I mean all the best graveyard hate is in Pioneer. Mm-hmm. Like rest in peace, Leyline Line, mm-hmm. Ashiok. Yep. Both kinds, you know.
0: I think I think yep. we're only missing Relic of Progenitus. I mean, I think we have everything else, honestly. I think Tormods yeah, is much. legal, right? Yeah. Tormods is legal. Yep. There's always some
2: other ones that see some fringe play, but... So if
1: somebody wants your graveyard gone, it's probably gone, but... Yeah. Eventually, the graveyard deck just finds, like, you need to be doing something powerful enough that that doesn't matter. The risk is worth it, you know what I mean? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean... And, like, dredgeless Dredge is real close. This looks really close, too.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I I had an opponent when I was playing Devotion who, like, boarded in his Alpine Moon, and, I mean, the deck still has big enough mana with, like, Castle Garenbrig and stuff like that that... The Alpine Moon was an annoyance, but you find a Reclamation Sage or something like that, and it just these decks are going to find a way around it. I, the Graveyard is going to be a little harder if it's running like a Rest in Peace and stuff like that, but eventually these decks will pull through.
1: Does Alpine Moon make Lotus Field, not Sacrifice Lance?
0: Uh, oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know Sun will. Let's put my L2 to the test. Hold yeah. on. Judge hat on. So, Alpine Moon as it's a battlefield, choose a non-basic land. Carlands, your opponent controls with the chosen name lose all types and all abilities as they gain. I
2: remember it, as it enters the battlefield, abilities are weird because like clone is something that before it hits the battlefield chooses the creature that
1: it yeah that it enters it as a copy of. of right
0: yeah so I don't know yeah uh, it does it loses that yeah. Ruling, yeah. If you go look at the actual ruling, 7-13-2018, If the affected land has an ability that triggers when it enters the battlefield, it will lose that ability before it triggers. So yeah, it so loses the ability.
1: If you want an Alpine Moon, a Lotus Field player name Thespian Stage.
0: <laughs> yes, Thespian. definitely a good idea there. Good call. A good call there. All right, Chris. What, what kind of necklace you bring on the table, buddy?
2: Yeah, I found um, one list that. Um, I haven't seen a ton of and it involves cards. And one, that's just kind of a different take on another deck we've seen before. Um, I think Brazen Borrower is an insane card. I think its price has gone up with how insane that it is and how people have been discovering it. This is a list. It's piloted by LAA11. I don't know how you say that. It's from the preliminary. Okay. Um, but it's got a mini blank theme here. He's playing four Risen Reef. The only other elemental that I can see in here is uh, Cavalier of Gales. Okay. Okay. So that's the only elemental thing, but Risen Reef obviously just good enough on its so it own, stacks with itself. Sure. Otherwise, we've got some just blue small beat up creatures. We've got Brazen Borrower, Gadwick the Wizened, Harbinger of the Tides. We do have three Master of Waves as like our our big boy there, and then four Merfolk Trickster as the creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, our only sorcery is Mask Manipulation.
0: That's a spicy one. Of
2: that's a spicy one, and again, I I think we're pretty we're leaning pretty hard on this Risen Reef. To, to ramp us a little bit. But then we have two Essence Flux, which is the one blue instant that exiles a creature you control or turns it to the battlefields. Uh, if it's a spirit, you get a plus one, plus one. We're not interacting much with that spirit theme. We're not giving plus one, plus one to any of our guys. But just blanking some of the important things. All of these things have uh, interesting enters the battlefield abilities. With the exception of a little bit of uh, of Gadwick. I think he just goes off for zero and you draw zero cards but I and mean, when you cast the spell you get to tap something so it does work like that we do have some unsummons as some three unsummons as a uh, as a spell i'm sure you can um bounce one of your own guys if you really wanted to and then four ops and two wizard retorts so i just like this as kind of like a load of the ground creature deck it doesn't seem super expensive it's kind of nifty and i just like what it's doing i, I would love to see i'd love to see this in play to see how much like the risen reef matters how much can we ramp up to cast our X spells? I know? will say this decklist is but, a little
0: expensive because it's running four Vault and four Breeding Pool, but we could probably play around that.
2: Oh, very true. Yeah, yeah. In the in the man- your mana base is going to cost you as always in the blue green, but with Oko leaving the format, I'm actually I'm wondering if we're not going to see some of the blue green lands uh, decrease in price a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right, uh, I think my first deck list I want to talk about is taking us back to the Pioneer League, uh, being piloted by beep beep. Mm, Great name. I always pick this fan, I, fan favorite. I, I, I may or may not have picked this decklist just because of the pilot name. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I don't care what your decklist is. If you have a good pilot name, I'll probably just pick it regardless. Uh, but I do, I do like this decklist. It's just black green, but it's 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 it's, it's almost like just Gitrogmonster.deck. Uh, it's playing Lanaware Scout, Sylvan Advocate, Corsair of Crewfix, Nissa of Aswitz of Excavator, Tireless Tracker, Wayward Swordtooth, the Gitrog Monster. Mm. 1 Ulamog, 1 Nissa Vital Force 2 Nissa Who Shakes It 4 Fatal Push, 2 Crystal Worlds uh, we got some Spicy Lands in here We've got Drownyard Temple, Evolving Wilds, Fable Passage Really, I think this is just We're just going to keep feeding the Gitchrog monster Draw cards, and eventually Just beat you down, is essentially what this decklist is doing And I yeah. think This is someone who shows up to the tables Knowing what they want to do And are going to do well with it And I just, I'm just i just going to hats off, respect this decklist uh, because I love the get-good monster.
1: Is Vital Force the Kaladesh one? It is. The one that lets you emblem really quickly to draw a card whenever you play a land? Yes, it is.
0: Oh, my lord. Oh, it's so good. I love this deck playing a lot. Sword love, Tooth. Playing Swordtooth. Playing playing Tracker, uh, Excavator, Anissa with Seer. Sylvan Advocate, a card that, uh, surprising to some, maybe, that it hasn't shown up a little bit. Definitely one of those cards that was very good this time and standard that just hasn't shown up. Uh, like with many cards we've we've seen here, like Siege Rhino, right? Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: But this is, again, I... This is, this is something you guys can do in Pioneer, right? If there's, if there's a card you love, you can find a way to make it work. And that's what this decklist is doing.
1: Imagine if this yes, deck had so Field
0: wanna... of the Dead. Ooh. I don't want to imagine that.
1: I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Ricky, what's your next decklist?
1: So, uh, in keeping up with theme that white is really bad in Pioneer, I had to find just a white deck that is able to perform. Mm-hmm. so i found a uh boros knight's deck by marsh Molovsky. it's a white red deck mostly white though for the for the most part playing some dauntless bodyguards fervent champion Vulnerable knights really low to the ground here um, knight of the white orchid thalia's lieutenant because everybody's human as well inspiring veteran banalish marshal and worthy knight just going real wide real fast with two brave the elements and four shock three history of banalia which costs like no money anymore for some reason. Yeah. But like the real hotness in my opinion is this sideboard where it's playing three deafening silence, which is a real hoser. Like oh yeah. uh-huh. real, real hoser. It beats possibility storm, uh-huh. it beats Ral combo, it beats Phoenix. Cards It, it beats
0: my it beats my eyes because that art is horrifying. Yeah, the art is terrifying, <laughs> yeah.
1: Two Boros Charm, solid. Two deck, two lava coil, two experimental frenzy.
0: Ooh, Ooh. You're going to play a lot at the top of this deck list.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. Two Gideon, ally of Zendikar, of course. He makes knights. Um, and then two Dusk to Dawn.
0: Slam pick George Clooney.
1: Like, that card. <laughs>
0: well, that was an obscure reference <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for. I appreciate you catching
1: that. <laughs> uh. So, I really think this deck is an exciting knights deck. Um, it has fervent champion and no equipment for fervent champion, but I guess it just wants the one one first strike haste. It also can give it another knight plus one power. Yeah. And like those points matter. So.
0: I mean, what other what other one drop would you run?
1: Yeah, I guess so. And like, it's nice to stack onto with vulnerable knight and stuff like that. Mhm. Because it's running dauntless bodyguard, Fur- vulnerable knight, and fervent champion. It's a lot of ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean this deckless is sweet. And again, if you guys were looking for that. That cheap buy-in, Clifftop Tree and Sacred Foundry is where all this cost is. I think everything uh, except well, Knight of the White Orchid is 15 dollars for a place. So everything else is ten or less to replace it.
2: Yeah, Fed has been putting up some results too. Fed has been doing some stuff again. Yeah. Just like people are finally, I think, getting smart to like the value of cards you need to play. I think some cards are just too bad, but like we're seeing more of the card that deals four damage to your opponent's creature and two damage to yours as like a removal spell that also can trigger your heroic. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty smart to play. Um, we're still missing some of, like, the Triton tactics S cards that, like, Old Theros had, I think. But there's some other good ones, the one that scry, stuff like that. So I'm seeing some strong Feather results out there. Uh, just gotta be smart with your Instance of Sorcery since you don't draw many cards in that deck.
1: I've played Feather. I like Feather as a deck. But it definitely can, like, it, it feels like a weird deck to play sometimes. Like, you just get, like, stuck without, like, an Arcanist, or you get stuck without a Feather, and you just, like... Yeah. Right, like you've sure. got this I mean, like hoplite, light, and you've got some cool combat tricks, but like at the end of the day, you have like a four five at the end.
2: Yeah, yeah. Whereas Green just gets that on turn three anyway. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. You like mean said, Green I still gets it on turn two? Yeah, turn two. Yeah, turn two five five. Yeah, turn turn one elf, turn two five five. Yeah. Also,
1: I like that they're playing four shock instead of uh, wild slash. Also, the wild slash right. tax is sort of gone, like nexus being banned. Like it's still correct to play wild <laughs> slash over shock. But I mean, I'm not going to tell if you're not going to tell.
0: I mean, sorry, I sorry. I may or may not still need a place in a Wild Slash, so I might be playing the poor man's shock right now.
1: Oh man, there you go. I bit the bullet and spent my twenty dollars on my set of Wild Slashes. Talk <laughs> what about prices Houston in
0: Houston. Yeah. All right, Chris, what's your what's your second deck list? So
2: my uh, this this deck got elevator pitched to me by nobody, uh, by the interwebs with this simple. Uh, eight cards here in the sorcery slot. Okay, you ready for eight this? Eight cards. Okay. Okay. Eight hold cards. on.
0: Are we are we in the preliminary of the league? I want to go find this.
2: We're in the preliminary. Okay. It's by Edward Forty Hands. Did you pick four the, Did one. you pick it based on the name? I did not. I did not. I barely even noticed the name. It's a It's a solid name. I figured that helped the guy. I would concede to Edward Forty Hands. You know. You don't know who's gonna uh, do. Exactly right. In the sorcery slot, we have four Thought Sees. And four, Traverse the Ulvenwald. That's a card we've
0: been talking about some time.
2: You sold me. You did it. I, I'm, I'm I'm in. I'm reading this deck. There's a lot of one of, so we can't go through all this, but like, our, our highlights, if I have to say, you have your standards like your Murderous writer. I'm going to say your highlights are a Tassiker, a Seder, four of Seder Wayfinder, to throw some throw some cards in the graveyard and search for some stuff. We've got a Ramanak Excavator to get those back. Some Questing Beasts. Uh. Um, one scrapiness, which is a lot of one ofs in this deck, but again, it's because you're trying to search for them with the Traverse the world and then you get to play the best removal suite in the in the format with Abrupt Decay and Fatal Push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've got Liliana the Last Hope and Vraska, so uh, with every, all all in here, the deck is not not super cheap, but you're doing some fun stuff. We've got some Walking Ballistas. Um, you don't have a lot of ramp here, but it's just you know a great card, Tyler's Tracker, Scavenging Ooze, which is a great card to find against uh, you know the Phoenix decks and things like that. And I think that's where like you really you're really going to shine is like you play against a graveyard deck. Well, I'm going to go ahead and search up a uh, Scavenging Ooze, get rid of that, and then of course Seder Wayfinder feeds Archverse Uvengwaltz. I don't see a lot of ways to feed our graveyard beyond the Liliana and the uh, Seder Wayfinder.
0: Uh, Vraska, you can selectively but- sacrifice stuff. Like, you Walking Ballista and Scrappy Scrounger also fill your artifact slot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've then you got Nessa, so you can get an extra Planeswalker, potentially get that in the yard. But in this format, you know, there's enough playable artifacts and random, you know, creatures, lands, things like that, that get in the graveyard easily enough. It's not too hard to get four. Uh, and then we're just going to be kind of value from there. You know, Traverse the Olvenwald is uh, just a great tutor. So, a card I thought we would see more of. So, seeing it with somebody trying out kind of almost a toolbox-style strategy where it's, like, not quite pod, but, you know, I mean, almost, right? Like, you're going to pay one green plus the mana cost of whatever your creature is to get it out, so... There's no better... Fantasticer f- to get rid of the extra stuff.
1: No better feeling in magic than thought seizing your opponent's treasure crews in the top deck of treasure cruise.
2: <laughs> That's right. There you go. All right. These well. plays bought to you by Ricky Lynn. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, so, I... Alright, this decklist is now the Honorable Mention. I was going to pick Gruul Dinosaurs by Volkswagen, because I love some dinosaurs. But, I just happened to see the decklist right under it. Building on Ricky's trying to find the best white deck. In the Pioneer League, I f- see a 5-0 and decklist by Wayside321 that is just mono-white heroic. Or mono-white auras, whatever you want to call it. This decklist looks sweet, alright? Hear me out here. Hopeful Eidolon, Lagona Band Trailblazer. Nyxborn Shieldmate, Adonto Vanguard, Great. Sram Senior Edificer, Eidolon of Countless Battles, being held up by two Gods Willing, four Helm of the Gods, yeah. two Cartouche Solidarity, four Ethereal Armor, four Griff's Boon, four All That Glitters, and two Banishing Lights. And the mana base is four Castle Ardenvale, and 16 Plains. And then there go. Cyborg... Uh, it's a sideboard, but really, I mean, you have Helm- four Helm of the Gods, four Thieral Armor, Armor, four all that glitters. We're gonna get plus one, plus one for all <coughs> these enchantments three times over. Mm-hmm. This is a fun decklist. This deck list looks sweet, and it's for under fifty dollars paper. It's Hot. like Boggleless Boggles. It is Boggleless Boggles.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Edano Vanguard it does a really good Boggle impression. It does. So, I mean, I could be in.
0: For $50, I think we could all be in, really. Fair um, enough, fair <laughs> enough.
1: That, that's why I bought the Dragon Deck.
0: <laughs> do you want to talk about the Dragon Deck? Because that happened a couple weeks ago. I bought the and Dragon I d- Deck. I, I, I do love that deck list a lot. I, I think the deck list is hot.
1: I made one change, and I bought the Dragon Deck. And the one change is this: this madman of a genius was playing one like dragon tempest and three crucible of flame which is a four mana enchantment that does nothing it gives plus three plus three to
0: dragons so first of all let's let's just That's say not, it's what, far from nothing Ricky. what what is the dragon decklist list obviously Ricky. the
1: dragon Decklist is a mono red deck list that plays great all-star creatures like dragon's egg Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Dragon Hatchling.
0: That set the pro uh, the pro scene ablaze with questions of what? And it apparently
1: does very well online, because Draconic Roar is very much like the Wu-Tang Clan. <clears throat> and uh, I, I don't know why I'm coughing. I'm thinking about all these dragons, and I'm just starting to throw a fit here. But, uh, the soot just got to you. The uh, You've got Thunderbreak Regent, so if your opponent thinks about even trying to remove your dragons they're going to take damage glory bringer which is just an all-star card you have a right. uh, coligan the dash version which actual factual just ends the game like your opponent is not winning if you dash coligan in this deck because you're going to attack them with like five dragons and all your dragons are going to get plus five plus oh dang because everything you play is a dragon and that's why we're playing garbage cards like dragon hatchling and dragon egg just to get our sorry i
0: mean I think you mean Pioneer All-Stars, Dragon Hatchling, and Dragon Egg. Yeah, Pioneer
1: Egg. All-Stars, Dragon Hatchling, and Dragon Egg. Dragon Tempest gives all of our dragons haste, and then it also lets us deal damage equal to the number of dragons we have in play every time we play a dragon. And then... And then
0: what, You're running, like, the Sarkins too, right? They'll power this all out?
1: Yeah, Sarkin, Sarkin Dragon Blood uh, lets us dig for our better dragons and hopefully not our dragon eggs. And also lets us make mana to shove out our glory bringers way earlier than we should
0: this deck list sounds hot ricky i don't know what you're talking about it also I, yeah, I it also it.
1: literally spits fire with uh, with the card spit flame <laughs> which is a repeatable flame javelin as long as you keep playing dragons
0: all right well thank you for that ricky i can't wait to hear about you oh. going to, to magic fest austin next week mm-hmm. playing whipping out some dragons yeah, if i playing scrub dragons. the first
1: two I'm going to play the dragon deck at the last chief. The oh, dragons right. are happening. You heard it yeah. here
0: first. So. And that's where and that's where you're gonna win with. You're gonna we need this world needs a new Brian Kibbler, Ricky. And I oh think what you're gosh. saying is mm. you're the new, new dragon Kibbles. master.
2: New Kibbles.
1: We don't need a new kibler, we just need our original kibler back.
0: Yeah. Mm. Get a, get that man Come away back from to us, Kibbler. Get that man away from Hearthstone. There's dragons. That's right. Alright, so speaking of dragons. That's a horrible segue because I don't think there's been a dragon spoiler. Dragon <laughs> dragon spoil. <laughs> let's let's talk about let's bring it back. There's there's one dragon. There's one dragon. Okay, I, I'm 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 in the I'm in the clear here. All right, let's talk about them Theros spoilers to round us out here or to sort of take up the last big chunk of our episode here. There's only a few spoilers last time, but you know there's been so many going on that we decided to bring so it back many. a week early, and mm-hmm. there's some hype going on. Where do we even begin? Are we just going to start back? we sort of where we ended and go chronologically through this. We know where we have or are to we just start. Gonna, where are we starting? The we movie? have to start at Heliot. Okay. Mm,
1: Get yeah, him out of the yeah.
2: way. Right. Right. What Let's I want to talk talk about. about him. Yeah, now. this is the most relevant probably. All right.
0: As someone who's been playing a lot of Walking Ballista, I would say I am the authority on Walking Ballista. In this okay spot. in this spot okay good gotcha. okay gotcha. this, gotcha. this, oh, this three-man console this three-man group i've been playing okay. a lot of walking ballista and the fact that i played a three-round event with walking ballista and goldfish countless other times with walking ballista it makes you the authority heliot has me excited and not the least bit worry i think the combo is gonna be great i don't think it's gonna be game ending And if it is, I'm ready. Wait, it is literally Literally game game ending. (laughs) It is literally game ending. It won't be game break. It will will, be. Okay, all right. It will not be format (laughs) destroying. Let's see. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I think it is factually game. I don't think it's gonna be a little too slow. Although I am sitting on some collected companies, and if I can find a way to cheat a counter on walking ballista,
2: that's what I've been thinking of. You need need to cheat two counters on, so that doesn't die. Cheat counters, yeah, exactly. But I was really thinking of the way it's like. Well, how, how do you pay? Four mana, and make the combo work instead of six. Yeah, and it's like maybe a hardened skills type thing. I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, there That's... was
0: there was a spell uh, that does give a creature plus one plus one in life link for one white mana.
2: That's true. If you anthem, you could give it one counter, right? And then you could just remove that counter if there's anything yeah. else like a yeah. banalish marshal or something so, like that. All right, you know?
0: I, I, we, I, we're, we're saying this assuming people have seen Heliot. So let's talk about what right. Heliod sure. actually does. What so, it do. Tell me what it did. Alright, so Heliod Sun Crown, for two and a white, legendary enchantment creature god. He's an indestructible 5-5, five, five, but, you know, as with all the gods on Theros, as long as your devotion to white is less than five, because he is the monocolor god, and only takes five, he isn't a creature. Then, whenever you gain life, you put a woman counter on target creature or enchantment you control. And then, for two and a white, you get to do a crazy thing here where, I don't know, it gives a creature lifelink. So, obviously, the combo here that we've glossed over but said is gonna you know do a lot of great powerful things it's gonna end some games it's gonna end some games it's gonna end a lot of games I'm gonna try uh, as long as your walking ballista has two counters on it and you give it lifelink you can as long as your walking ballista can survive having zero counters on it mm-hmm. it just does infinite damage because you ping something it gets a counter back and obviously that upsets ends the game right
2: Right. Yes, Heli- Heliod gives uh, gives Heliod a creature give plus life. one plus one. Yeah, yeah, it is a yeah it nine gives life like, but it's got a static
0: combo.
1: It is a combo with two cards, which means it will be playable. But will it mm-hmm. be the most viable? No. Is it Splinter Twin? No. In, not in my opinion.
2: Yeah, but again, I mean, who, who knows? Who's to say that this isn't just like a backup combo in like a a deck where we're just going like turn, you know, we've played, we've got some kind of Anthem effect, we were able to go, you know, turn three or turn four Heliod, and then on the next turn we're able to just play a, a Walking Ballista for one counter in Heliod. the Heliod. If you can make it so that your Walking Ballista plus activation only costs four, or better yet, costs like, you know, two or three somehow, then uh, then I think it's much Look, better. Look, I'm sitting know?
0: here in Modern Green Devotion, and I'm just thinking, what cards can I cut to fit in? One Heliod and like four Collected Company. Sure, like something sure. as I simple mean, as that. You don't. It is, you don't have to try to make this combo work.
2: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it takes uh, a ton of effort.
1: I think if it's better in the Hardened Scales deck, you just splash white to play
0: your Heliod. I mean, probably you're right there, yeah.
2: I mean that's good again. I just think I think like white has you know a lot of ways to buff your guys anyway. So mm-hmm. again, like any of those making the the combo more Splinter Twin esque seems like a possibility to me. And again, you know we're we're tailor made for a Pioneer combo given that both of these cards are going to be uh, Pioneer legal. The thing so. is,
1: so if we are going all in on the combo though, then Heliod is not going to be very good. What I'm saying here is that there's only one other God that was a five five for three mana that was indestructible that was, in the original Theros, that was Thassa, and she was insane. Mm-hmm. Definitely mm-hmm. the best of the five, to start.
2: Yeah, Ro- Ro- Rona saw play the. That's a on different, whatever that thing different was. different god. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I think that this Heliod and Walking Ballista combo is probably going to be in a more white-centric deck, so you can just play an aggro game, and then if the game goes late, you can fall mm-hmm. back on your indestructible threat. And a uh, wh- right. random Walking Ballista to end it. Whether or not you're going to splash green for hardened scales effects to make this easier, like, that might happen. You might just do that because we're playing, like, I don't know, like, Dahlia's Lieutenant and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I think it needs to be an aggro deck first that can fall into the combo. I think that a deck that is just trying to combo this is not going to be as mm-hmm. good. Yeah,
2: I mean, your collecting companies, uh, your, your, your ways to find these, these cards, I do think, um, exist out there. So, I mean, I definitely think you can, you know, run this, maybe even in combination with other combos. I mean, there are other combos in, in Pioneer, but I think you're right. Like, probably, like, a lot of these decks, these style of decks have benefited from being able to do, like, a, a plan A, and then this is, like, a plan B where we're just, like, our two cards happen to
0: work really well together, you know? And there, there is just, a reason we push why... We to be more playable. The, don't get this wrong. This card's going to be good. I just don't think... I think the initial reaction was a little overzealous, uh, I mean, there is a reason why this card is pre-ordering as the highest-costed card right now of the set.
1: What is it pre-ordering? Pre-selling mm-hmm. for?
0: 25 right now. Damn. Yeah. Um, and then, so, where do we go next? Do we want to just keep on going with these gods that have been spoiled? Because the second... No, I've got a crazy okay. one. Sure. I've got
2: a crazy one. Sure, what do got got? A crazy one that what do you want to talk this, about? The, the, this card, and it's because this card has the potential to bring the Rhinos back. Oh? We, we've already seen a little bit of the Rhinos back. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh. A little bit. I, I remain unconvinced that Rhino even has a place in this format. But this card, I think, gives it a chance. And this card is Kuneros, Hound of Athreos. Uh, this card is basically just a Cerberus-looking card. It's one white-black for a 3-3, and it has every ability. Uh, all of them. Just all of the abilities. All
0: of them. All so of them. this is It doesn't really the, have that many abilities. This is the question: to the set, then, is what you're saying.
2: This yeah, this is this is this is mini beast, if you will. This is this is Questing Beast Little Brother. This thing has vigilance, menace, and lifelink on a three mana three three, and we're not done. That oh. that could be the card, and it's probably still great. Like it's probably still a playable card. Sure. It also is a graveyard hoser. Creatures in graveyards can't enter the battlefield, players can't cast spells from graveyards. Uh, I, I, currently, my current approximation of this card, I think this card is main deck playable. I think the fact that it's just a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three that's got Vigilance, Menace, and Lifelink is good enough to play, especially if we're going to, as I mentioned earlier, potentially be playing some kind of Siege Rhino deck, you Sure, know? It's in those colors, so... Uh, and again, it's kind of a hoser to some of the more powerful strategies in the format, and that's kind of just a bonus to me. Like, it definitely is a great uh, sideboard card, but I definitely could see you main decking this card and just having main deck answers to your phoenixes and your, you know, your, your any random graveyard cards, um, that graveyard decks, I should say, that,
0: that take advantage of that kind of thing. I think the only thing that's going to potentially hold it back is the fact that it's legendary. It
1: can be cocoed into.
0: Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm. saying I don't think this is going to be a four of. I think you're going to play two to three, but it's, you're still going to be happy with. Playing. That's fair.
2: That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you're seeing a lot of two and three of goods, so I mean, I, I definitely see that. I think that's that. If anything, makes it even easier to just splash two or three of them in your main deck because you don't, you know, you're not going to be able to play more sure. than one anyway. So,
0: um, I will tell you a card that has me very excited, especially mm-hmm. as someone who's been messing around now with red green, mm-hmm. uh, and that is Galia, Galia, however you want to pronounce it, of the endless dance. Our oh, I don't know I've seen this one. Our legendary Satyr for Red and oh, Green. Oh, le- yeah, the she's Satyr. She's a 2 2 haste. Other Satyrs you control get plus 1 plus 1 and have haste. That text doesn't matter. Uh, what matters to me is whenever you attack with three or more creatures, you may discard a card at random if you do draw two cards. Yeah. I think this card is going to keep you going. And mm-hmm. I mean, the Red Green deck, the, the, the Counters variant, has been playing Zerta Goblin, which is pretty garbage in my opinion and right. I could easily just see take out some Zurtag Goblin, throw in two or three of these, and call it a day. The second ability is really very fair. cool.
1: It's a nice haste bear. I think, once again, I think that a lot of these cards in this set are extremely powerful deceptively because they're all legends.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure.
1: <laughs> so this card is sure, a legend, sure, sure, sure. which sort of sucks a little bit, which is why I think it needs to stay a two of, but I think that this card is going to do really well in those Embercleave-based red-green aggro decks.
0: Just be- so this is, this is, I forget who said on Twitter... But I do remember seeing someone who did mention that, uh, is this the year where Morrow finally pulls the trigger on the legendary rule is only flavor and it doesn't matter anymore?
1: Absolutely not. Oh, wow. No. Never. I, like, (laughs) I think
0: that is a Morrow pipe dream because I don't think that could feasibly happen in the game. Right. I think the rules manager would, would lose his mind.
1: Yeah. It would definitely be broken.
0: Uh, so what else, Ricky? You got another card you want to talk about here? Oh, yeah. There's a bunch out there. Oh, yeah. yeah, what are well, we talking about? Yeah, I mean, there's... Um,
1: We've we got to go over quite right. a few of these. I
0: would
1: I would like to cover Underworld Breach, but that just breaks Modern, so we're not going to talk about it here. Sure. But let's talk about Storm Herald.
0: Okay, let's talk about Storm Herald.
1: This card does something really well.
0: hmm But does it do something really well in our format?
1: I think maybe. It's a graveyard card <laughs> in my favorite color red. Which is not normally okay. a graveyard color But
0: mm-hmm. in this
1: set everything's a graveyard color But it's a uh, 2 and a red for a 3-2 haste Human shaman Both relevant creature types in various formats But he has haste And when he enters the battlefield You can return any number of aura cards From your graveyard to the battlefield Attached to creatures you control They exile at the beginning of the next end step And if those auras would leave the battlefield Exile them instead of putting them anywhere else Okay. So he... No nope, no putting them on your sideboard. Right, but I will try. Mm-hmm. So, of course, in Modern, like he buys back Eldrazi Conscription. Sure. But, like...
0: What, what are we buying back in Pioneer?
1: I'm not sure yet, but it's going to be... But it's out like, there. Like, this is a card that I think you have to constantly be afraid of. Like, I think it really gives the Boggles deck a lot of legs. Two extra okay. legs, really, because he's a human. But a lot more <laughs> legs than that. To be exact. Like, we can splash No, no the statues have legs. Like, this is like, oh, but am I dead? You know what I mean? Okay, mm-hmm. sure. My With real question yeah. is, can he get back bestow cards as auras? No. They are creatures, right? Yes. Okay, so he cannot get that. But other than that, like, he could just suddenly hit you for a lot of damage. hmm Like, even if there's just, like, some, like, an ethereal armor and a, uh unflinching courage in the yard he can just suddenly be, like, seven damage. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lifelink
0: Trample for a strike.
2: So, we're... It helps th- take some of the sting away about getting two for one.
0: We're in the graveyard a lot of this set. Could they reprint Rancor? No. But certainly. Why couldn't they?
1: Um, mono Green Aggro is already insane.
0: It is. Sure. And... That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Ricky, I don't say this because I may be trying to say this because I want them to reprint Rancor.
1: I... Okay. You can have your Rancor, but I think it's bad for the format.
0: It probably is.
1: Like, Aspect of the Hydra is already really powerful. Like, we don't need Rancor, to
0: I agree. Um, Alright, so that's a cool pick. Um, I want to talk about a card that is either going to be very good or very bad. Mm -hmm. And that is Nyx Lotus, which Mm, I think signifies... That Starfield Nick, Ny- or that sorry, that Nykthos is not going to be in the set. I think mean, this is a big very sig- likely, right? This is a big signal that Nykthos isn't going to be in the set. So if true. you were holding off on buying your Nykthoses, uh before the set to come out, I think your, your Nixthai, if you will, I think this is a sign that now you need to pick them up, people. Because mm-hmm. uh, what this guy is, it's a four mana artifact, uh, legendary artifact that enters the battlefield tapped. But when you get to untap it, you get to tap it, and then you get to Nykthos with it. So you get to add an amount of mana. Equal to the color of your choice to devotion, the uh, color you choose. So it's just another Nykthos as an artifact. So it's gonna hit. A, it's gonna has a lot more hate options against it, and it's a, it's slower, right? So either it's gonna be very good or very bad. I might pick up one to mess around with, but honestly, I don't. You know, I think this is fun. It's a fun design, but it's a bad sign if you're holding off, holding out for a hero, and that Nykthos is gonna be reprinted.
2: Mm-hmm. Is it better that it costs 4? So it's, like, harder to kill with, like, Abrupt Decay? Or does that matter at all, you think?
0: Mm, I mean, that is kind of a big deal. Uh, it could have also, like, 3 is definitely too much. But 3 is too cheap for it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I you're, You could probably get this out turn 3, honestly, in Pioneer. No problem you could get this out turn 3, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you probably, if you mainboard this, you probably get to you steal some stuff with it. Um, but you're, there's a lot of artifact removal, in the format as well. That's being sideboard played. I mean, I'm playing Revelation Sage. I'm playing the Lily. I'm playing Return Nature. And just depending on what decklist it is, right. I don't know. This seems like a fun card to mess around with, but I think the highs are high, but the lows are low. Right. You paid four mana in a card
2: for like you know a couple mana. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting ramp. I mean, it, I mean, we we've paid before, previously. I'm just gonna say, right. We used to pay XX for an artifact that that tapped for colorless mana equal to x sure so like if you paid four you got two mana so like the only thing about that is it could obviously tap for two the turn that came into play mm-hmm. but even just this being four mana and then tapping for two mana on the next turn like is is fine sure. that's more probably standard speed than than pioneer speed but i mean i don't know you, you you start tapping it for like five six seven mana for free on the next turn it's your other ones and all of a sudden you start you know having 15 15 uh, Hydroid Crisis and Voracious Hydras and Walking Ballistas and things like that.
0: Sure. I mean, like I said, I think this card has some chances. Uh, it being legendary, it being Enters tapped, like, I can maybe mess around with, like, one or two of these, but I just think this is more of a sign that we're not getting Nick those. is sort of why I wanted to bring it up, honestly, mm-hmm. for the most part. Sure. Um, so, well, yeah, why don't you, who wants the next card? I do. Go for it.
1: Can we talk about Clothus?
0: Sure. I think that, before Heliod... I was going to say Clothis is probably the best card in the set so far.
1: I think Clothis is better than Heliod.
0: Oh, alright.
1: I know. I, I should be doing hot takes now, but you're getting most of my hot takes now. Um, mm. But this card is one-sided, indestructible Sulfuric Vortex that gains you life.
2: What about the comparisons to uh, Death Deathrite Shaman? Um, Fair comparisons? Appropriate? I don't think they sleazy.
1: matter, because it costs three mana... Like you can, yes, you can get the extra mana, right? But it's, mm-hmm. you exile a card from a graveyard. Any graveyard. And as long as it wasn't land, you gain two life, your opponent takes two damage. And that is going like, to happen like, every single turn.
0: If, if it couldn't, if it didn't have the chance to play a creature, I think this card is, like, borderline playable. But the fact that it can then become an indestructible 4-5... or five,
1: I think that this very card... Very easily
0: in this format. This card is, is going to good. be
1: insane when you are in the beginning of your game as the aggro deck. Whether this goes in mono green, or this ends up in the Groll aggro decks. I don't think it'll be yeah. hard to turn on the devotion at all. No. Um, I think that in your early game, it's going to help you with the mana a little bit, maybe. But mostly it's going to be beating mm-hmm. down. And then when your opponent starts wiping up your board, it's just going to be the inevitability like you're still at 8 like this is going to tick down mm-hmm. and like if you're trying to race back I'm gaining back the two life like on top of that it eats anything out of yard so any any deck that wants to be casting treasure crews that wants to be getting back phoenixes any deck that wants to be rebuying their threats from the yard is going to have trouble with this card too so i think this this card is absolutely the best card in the set, so far, I uh, I think short of a Thoughtseize reprint, I think it's gonna stay. I
0: don't think we're gonna get exactly Thoughtseize. I think we're gonna get something similar, but uh, definitely for Pioneer, this is gonna be insane. Uh, Chris, do you have a card you want to talk about? Yeah, this is, this is just another one that I I don't know what its relevance to um, to Pioneer
2: is, and there's one that I I want to save for hot takes. But Perforos, okay, um, uh, just being sneak attack, I, I think is pretty solid. Again, my main concern is that it costs five. Mm-hmm. But it's a seven, six indestructible. And like we've seen big red decks before. Um this deck has a card, uh, has another card, hold on here. Um that was recently spoiled, tectonic giant. Yeah. That I think pairs very well with it. Um so going over both of these, first off, the paired card tectonic giant is a is a four mana, three, four, it's two and double red. When it attacks, or becomes the target, or of a spell or an ability, an opponent controls. Sorry, not ability. It either attacks or becomes target of a spell. No ability there. Um, you either deal three damage to each opponent, or you exile the top two cards of your library, and you can play one of them until the end of the, your next turn.
0: Uh, I think that just a tur-
2: solid card.
0: That next turn clause is very good. For
2: sure, it gives it gives you time to, like, untap and play or something like that. I, they gave you the benefit of the dead on that, instead of having to, like, cast it now. Like, it's better in, in the bigger things. And again, it's just a card. It doesn't have to be a creature or an anything like that. It's just a card that you can play. So I think that, um, lending itself as a 4-mana solid 3-4, um, helps the, the ability to play Big Red. And then Perforos is a 5-mana 7-6. It's got the God, uh, the God Claws on it. Um, and then for 3-mana, you may put a red creature card or an artifact creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. Sacrifice for the pain in the next end step. So it, it does have to be a, a red creature card or a artifact creature card, but it, it has a static ability that gives all your other creatures haste. So the fact that it, your creature doesn't need haste, Perforos itself gives other creatures haste, which is pretty sweet. So it does limit what you're doing, but in a big red deck, I think there's definitely some possibilities here, you know? Sure. Um, Raise Boar is a red card, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean... You know, boom, there you go. The raise bore brings friends with it, so you could get her, you could get your raise bore on the cheap, and then bring other friends that way if you really needed to. You know, uh, And you can uh, like a card. I'm not sure we can like
0: hoof here with like destiny of the provinces and cards like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, uh, there's there's two. I can't. I haven't looked over. Unfortunately, oh, I'm sorry. destiny of the provinces
0: doesn't, doesn't work. Like. It's only a red creature. So
2: yeah, it is only a red creature. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to get the to get the hoof type effects, but um, somebody will figure this out. You know what I'm saying? Somebody will find like the best red cards and even just value cards to throw in this deck. And um, like I said, it's it's probably it seems like it's going to be much better in standard than it will be in Pioneer. But I mean, these type of effects are are very sparse for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, they are very 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 powerful. So uh, I look forward to seeing what this card what this card can do. All
0: right, uh, I wanted to talk about one more card, and then if Ricky, you have one more card, we can do that, and then we'll take it over into hot takes to end us out here. The card I wanted to talk about is for two and a black, you get an enchantment called Treacherous Blessing, that when it enters the battlefield, you get to draw three cards. Um, Oh, yeah. Then Mm -hmm. whenever you cast a spell, you lose one life, but whenever it becomes the target of a spell or ability, sacrifice it. Now, hear me out here. There's a little card called Doom Foretold. There's a little card called Vrasco Gugari Queen, and there's plenty of other ways to sacrifice permits in this format. I -hmm. think this card potentially unlock some cool avenues for us. Definitely, like, Doomfortold and Nebraska, I think, are the two big ones that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. But I think this card is, in the right shell, is going to do a lot of good things. And even if you take a turn or two before you get to get rid of it, I, like, losing a point or two isn't going to be the end of the world. I mean, drawing three for essentially three mana is going to be very sweet. strong. Yeah.
2: yeah. Very, very strong. Yeah. And the top of the fact that, like, it's an enchantment, it's like, if you're, if you're going to play... Um enchantment synergies mm-hmm. um, there's benefits there there's not a ton of that in pioneer but pioneer has more beneficial ways to sacrifice your permanents than standard does so like we're probably not playing an enchantment deck with this with this card but maybe and then like I said there's a lot better ways to i think utilize the sacrificing of permanents in pioneer than there is there. I
0: I don't think I don't see why you can't just port over essentially the standard doom for told decklist with some power tweaks to pioneer with like this in it I think that definitely works
2: yeah, play kind of a stacks variant. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it certainly seems like this card is probably going to make that more possible, because like you're definitely playing four of, you know? Yeah.
1: I do like Final Payment. Okay. With this card, Final Payment's like the white-black uh, white black instant destroy target creature, and you have to either lose five life or sacrifice a permanent.
2: Yeah. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm.
1: Combo's really well with this card. It reminds me a lot of, like, Hatching Plans and Perilous Research.
2: It does remind me of that I was going to say
1: that. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the original OGs who read brewed uh, brewing on a budget way back in the day. The OGs if you will, like oh, you It was such a time.
0: All right, Ricky, what do you got one more for? I us? got one more.
1: I think Ox of Agnes is really close to being playable in the Phoenix deck.
0: I we've ta- I was going to say we talked a lot about we've yeah. talked a lot about better the Reveler before and this guy's pretty close.
1: He's real close. You can cast him from the yard. That's the big deal. For two mana. Mm-hmm. You cast him out of the yard. You have to have eight other cards, which is not impossible. I, He's sort of like a cruise that threatens.
0: I would yeah. say it definitely feels like you're choosing between him and cruise, right?
1: Right, and like if you ever cast him for five mana from your hand, he'll probably be fine. And like the fact that escape I think escape is a broken mechanic. Just throwing that one out there.
0: It's very good.
1: But uh I think, it was if better. I think with, escape is broken. I think if this card exiled like seven, or six, it would be absolutely insane. At eight, I think it might be a one of worth looking at for Phoenix, but I'm not sure yet. I, I will will I will test it for sure. Escape yeah, would definitely
0: be better so. if uh, your fake spoilers of Fetchlands were real.
1: We, okay. all, fell yeah. we all fell for it. We all fell, f- fell for it. I I didn't.
0: You fell. I fell
1: for it. I wanted to believe. <laughs> I really wanted to believe.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna bad improv right now and say I didn't fall for it.
1: It doesn't matter. They were already banned in our format, anyways. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
2: there, there's, there are a lot of things to go over here. Um, so, I, and unfortunately, we can of We can probably save some for next right. week. I think but one, I think we do have to go over is uh, is New Yagmas. Will I mean, uh, we've kind so of been talking about. I've been saving, saving this, so him. I
1: figure we could just transition into hot takes now.
2: Yeah. Okay, gotcha. This is your hot take. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. So all right. So, no, all I'm right. Ready.
0: I'm ready. Yeah. All right. So of course, guys, we're gonna round off here with hot takes where we sign off. Uh, with hot takes, as always, one of us is the judge. Uh, we took it to the polls last week, or two weeks ago, and we did it because Ricky and I or Chris couldn't decide, and then Twitter couldn't decide either. So 2020, we're on a new year, new decade. Uh, we're gonna reset back. Uh, it's gonna be Chris versus Ricky. They're gonna have 60 seconds to present us a hot take on the format. And the winner is going to get another sixty seconds to talk about sort of whatever they want to. So, gentlemen, who wants to go first?
2: I want Ricky to go first because this might be the first week that I, I also vote for Ricky.
0: Okay, all right. Ricky's Ricky's been having a rough go I thought you were going to win gonna the poll. The I thought you were going to win the poll with one vote, and then mm-hmm. someone else came in and voted for me.
1: That person was you me. You loser! I voted <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
0: right, perfect. I, I couldn't. I didn't see who actually voted. All right, so. Remember, everyone, if you aren't on our socials, we are at Crew3Podcast. That we are. Twitter that we are. and Instagram. I've been post- trying to post a lot more on Twitter. Instagram's kind of like this, the, the second child I kind of forget about a little bit. Uh, I try and we're, we're, not, we're not
2: grand people. Let's just face
0: it. Yeah, look. Uh, I, I will try and cross-post anything that involves a picture, but I've been trying to at least tweet out one or two things uh, every now and then, just sort of keep Twitter going. Right, uh, so people weigh. In. I want to hear what you guys like about the cards, right uh what what you guys are liking in Theros. There's only so much we can talk about here. Uh, mm-hmm. so let's go ahead and get started. uh Ricky, your sixty seconds begins now
1: underworld breach will be the next card banned. It'll get banned in legacy. it will be banned in modern. It might get banned in Pioneer. I think this card is absolutely broken. I think escape is a broken mechanic and I think that three cards is not enough. So, um...
2: Break us down. What does Underworld Breach do? Underworld
1: Breach is two mana, one colorless and a red, Mm -hmm. for an enchantment that says every non-land card in your graveyard has escape with the escape cost equal to the card's mana cost plus three exiled cards from your graveyard. And then it says at the beginning of the end step, sacrifice Underworld Breach so any one mana mill spell can just be cast over and over again on yourself with Underworld Breach in play as long Mm -hmm. as you have mana. And Underworld Breach only costs two mana which is really dumb. The thing is Yogg's will exiles the cards after you cast them. Alright, you're out of time. No way.
0: Six seconds is up. Let the man go. Let the man go.
2: It's in Modern. We can afford this.
1: I had to explain what the card did. Uh, In Modern you can just cast Wheel of Fate forever for free. And mill... What does uh, that card do? It's Wheel of Fortune for zero mana, because you have to suspend it. So you, mm, you will constantly be drawing seven and discarding seven, and so will your opponent, and you will mill them out. Oh, wow. And at sick. some point, you will cast an Angel's Grace, because you will draw and put in your yard every card in your deck. Uh, so I think this card's absolutely stupid and busted. It will be the next card banned. Okay. That's my, ta- that's my okay. hot
0: take. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Chris? Your time
2: uh, pretty accurate take. That take is definitely uh, is definitely probably hot open my my take is a little more mild. But uh, we also get in Theros the reprint of Idyllic Tutor. Search the library for an enchantment card, reveal it, put it in your hand, and shuffle your library. Uh, I think this card is going to make a enchantments a much bigger thing in Pioneer. Um, I think that with the, all the enchantments that we're going to get, you are going to it will be a wise move to probably pick up some enchantment cards. Um, sphere of Safety is an insane magic card. And when it lands, and it just, it's just hard to land before you die, but when it lands, it is, it is very hard to win through one of them, let alone multiples. Um, being able to tutor for that card or whatever enchantment you're eating at the time is going to make that uh, particularly insane. And uh, with, I think enchantments was already pretty close. You've got several green-white cards that let you draw enchantments. So I think you're going to see enchantments, if not tier 1, tier 2 after this next set. I think Idilic Tutor is going to be crazy for that format. And I think it's going to be more relevant in Pioneer than Ricky's pick, because in Pioneer there's not as many ways to abuse Underworld Breach, where there's a ton of enchantments and way less enchantment hate uh, than, than right. in the other
0: formats. Six so. seconds up. Thank you. Those are both very hot takes. Uh, but as the adjudicator here, mm-hmm. I do have to pick a winner. You do. It's part of the contract. I think, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, My lawyer didn't sign, I didn't get my lawyer on that, Um, Uh but I will still fill the terms here, but next time I will request that I get to see this contract beforehand, even though I'm the one that made up this contract, I guess. Right. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I do have a winner here, and I think Chris pointed out the winner in his hot take. Uh, Ricky, you had a very, (laughs) a very hot take, but your hot take was mostly built around other formats. And I believe we are on a Pioneer podcast. Oh my I said God. So Tome Scour. Th- oh, you said Tome Scour, but you're you're let's be real here. You're talking more about modern, you're thinking legacy here. You said maybe it's gonna have an impact in Pioneer. You can but Tome Chris, Scour
1: here, your whole deck away and cast all of
0: your creeping chills. Okay, alright. Well, you, you went off brand, Ricky. You you your six seconds is over, Ricky. You didn't say anything oh hot my take. God. You talked a lot about modern legacy. <laughs> here. Uh I think here though, young Christopher did open up a lot of doors here with idyllic tutor and talking about what it's going to bring to the format so chris here is your crown the inaugural hot sir. take winner of 2020 thank you uh, take us away here for your uh
2: kids stay in debate class clearly my friend ricky here uh never learned to spell or debate properly he did he did not come into this uh this hot take fully prepared as he should have with the knowledge of the pioneer format he went off on a tangent, as uh, as Ruckman said, and it cost him. So just remember, kids, stick to your guns. Uh, stick to when you debate things. Stick to what the the format is about. And, yeah, I just think you guys should go uh, pick up some idyllic tutors and or some enchantment cards. That's my, that's my soapbox for this week. Uh, join me in doing that, because I'm going to be joining you picking up some of those cards and playing some enchantments, slamming down some sphere of safeties.
0: Uh, Chris, you know, we, we kind of dropped off it a little bit. Uh, but you mm-hmm. know what else? Tutors for a card, and could maybe even make a way in your enchantment deck here. What's that? Uh, it's time to bring back Wishclaw Watch twenty twenty. Wishclaw Watch twenty nineteen. The never ending tour because so the card's never going to be good. Oh, sh- the, the the hunt begins, Chris. New year, new decade, new you. Well, Wishclaw will finally make it.
2: The problem, the problem with this is that Idyllic Tutor does in in the enchantments deck what Wishclaw Talisman does without all the nonsense. So Wishclaw Talisman, OP magic card. You're starting to see it. You're starting to see it out there in the Odd Nauseam decks. You should have seen it in the Possibility Storm decks. And as soon as I get around to building that deck, you will. Uh, so Wishclaw Watch equals like four. I've seen like maybe a few decks playing some Wishclaw Talisman as some spice, but it's making its way up there. Idyllic Tutor does not help that case, I'll tell you that
0: much. All right, well, I'm just saying, you know, we got to... We, we, we fell off the, the, the boat there with our Wishclaw Watch.
2: We stopped keeping track of Wishclaw Watch. In
0: 2020, I think we got to keep wish claw Watch 2020. Sorry, it's the Wishclaw it Watch 2019. Claw Watch
2: 2019 in 2020? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I
0: see. I'm Addendum Part 2, 2020 mm-hmm. edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, guys. Well, thank you listeners for listening. Oh, actually, hold on before we cut out here. Ricky, yeah. you haven't had a lot of luck with hot takes. Yeah. I just but. want our
1: audience to know that after I am... Uh, Intellectually robbed Uh, Chris and Ruckman finish the job And they rob me physically after every show I get left in a back alley And have to fend for myself for the night Uh, Just so you guys know at home What I go through for you guys
0: Uh, Okay, so uh, With that bleak outlook uh, Ricky, you know what you have Beaten me a lot more at Actually, I think you're up 2-1 historically on this Maybe even 3-1 Because we lost count there in the end Yeah. I think it's time to bring back the pie bet. Oh, we're gonna see each. We're gonna see each other for Theros pre-release packs. And now that you're in San Antonio, you're a little easier to get to for me to make these happen. I want to bring back the pie bet. Now you like
1: the Oreo credit, crust credit, that much, huh?
0: Credit or credit is, no, is due. This the pie bet. I do have to say is not our idea, but it is the spiritual successor. To the magic show that we want to keep carrying on with the pie bet, right? Yes, absolutely. So let's break down what is the pie bet, Ricky.
1: The pie bet is started by the great Evan Irwin
0: and Bardnarson, and
1: Bardnarson, and Bard uh, it is it is a battle of Evan Irwin's optimism against Brad Nelson's not optimism, <laughs>
0: cynic realism.
1: And uh, it, it is uh, one person challenges a card. That doesn't seem likely to see play, and you have until the next set release for it to top eight in the main deck of a premier event, which we will define later, um, or else you get a pie in the face. But if you win, you get to throw a pie in that person's face.
0: And like I said, I think I think we actually didn't cash in on one of them, so I think you're historically up three to one, uh, but the ones that i have lost have been the closest losses your one loss is not even close
1: um i would like to say that i took a pie for solemnity and but people were playing that card
0: okay i took a card for oh, all right well that's fair i did what have i taken a pie over you I took a pie, took a pie of a I, I have Ser- prowling, or, Seropod. prowling
1: Seropod. prowling Seropod, yeah and i have uh, um another bad green card It's mm-hmm. in my binder Where is-
0: there is a red there's a red card as well i think i took a pie over yes one of these, I took the Oreo crust for. I think that was the last one. Was the Oreo crust?
1: Oh yeah, the Oreo crust. That's the special crust. Ricky,
0: Ricky went classy and gave me the Oreo crust. Um, but we here's the thing though with the pipette, we need to go find a, a dingy alleyway. Again oh to
1: my t- gosh, <laughs> there are an abundance of those.
0: Okay, good because the pipette has to be done in an alleyway somewhere to keep the realism alive. Uh, but yeah, so I think uh, we're trying to record some stuff at PAX for you guys sort from of in person. I think. I we will officially announce the pie bet then and there, and we'll upload that to whatever for you guys. But uh, until then, listeners, thank you all for listening. Uh, if you guys are listening, please tell your friends about us. Uh, try and spread the word. We are at we are crew three podcast on Spotify, on Stitcher, on Inst- on iTunes, on Google Play, pretty much all the four big ones. On all of it. On all of it. At crew three podcast on Twitter at crew3podcast on instagram our gmail is at crew3pod at gmail.com if you want to go send us a review send us a review on your favorite listening device or your favorite listening place and spread the word thank you guys for listening chris ricky thank you guys for joining me today any other any other words before we sign off here it was a pleasure Nah, i'm good all right we'll talk to you all again (laughs) to send ricky off towards austin
2: bye bye here we go